Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So let's jump right into it. Can you please introduce yourself and also share your handles where people can follow you on social media? Of course. My name is Shailen Redfield, and I am a travel agent with WDW Getaways. You can find me over on Instagram at Travel with Shay, on Facebook at WDW Getaways with Shay, and Shailen Redfield on TikTok. Woohoo! What one's your favorite? Uh, I think Instagram. I just like finding people to connect with there, and it seems a little bit easier, even though Facebook has some pretty good groups to connect with on pe- with people. Oh, I would agree. I actually don't have Facebook right now, and I've only been using Instagram and TikTok, but I'm definitely missing, like, those groups, the private groups that you can join in. Yeah, it's nice to have that, and everyone kind of gets along pretty well, and we all help each other out, which is nice. I love it. Well, for those who don't know me, my name's Melissa. My page is Melissa and the Magic. I am the creator of Magic and Monorails Co., which includes this podcast. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We have a lot of fun stuff to share with you guys today. And in it, it, yeah, I just kind of have no words to share with how strongly I used to feel about like taking control over planning my trips versus now how I wouldn't enjoy it as much if I didn't have your assistance. So I'm so thankful that we connected. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, it's great. And I'm glad that I'm able to help you out in any way that I can. So I always like to like, start with the hard stuff first. So let's start with the ever famous question, or I guess I should say comment of somebody who, like myself, said, yeah, I don't need a travel agent. I'm just going to do it all on my own. What is your initial reaction to people who say that? I let them know that that's perfectly fine if you don't feel like you need it. But just think about what happens if your plane is delayed or something happens, you get sick, and you can't handle those phone calls that you might need to make to the resort, to the airlines, to help either delay your trip, get it postponed, or just anything that might happen if you're in the parks, if you're checking into your resort and your tickets aren't there. Okay, well, you can check into your resort. You can go enjoy the pool. Let me figure out why your tickets aren't showing up for that Mm -hmm. day or for your whole trip. Just I'm there as someone who can help you. That way you can enjoy your vacation with your family or friends or if you happen to be on a solo trip. I love that solo trips even better because then it feels like somebody's enjoying the, the trip with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Call me up whenever you need anything, even if you just need to talk. Yes. So what would you say are some of the really unique things that you've been able to help guests with, with their trips? The, I think the best one was uh, earlier this year, I, had booked a trip for someone to go to Bora Bora. It was actually a military person. So we had been talking for about a year and a half off and on while they were overseas. And I just helped book this amazing trip for her and her boyfriend to go to Bora Bora when she got back as just a little bit of a rest and relaxation from being away for the past year and a half. So I found that to be 
one of the best trips I've had the opportunity to plan outside of a Disney trip. I love that. And honestly, I think with me going to Disney as much as I do and having connected with you and knowing that you do more than just Disney will also encourage me to kind of utilize your resources and expertise on finding a non-Disney place to go. It's fun. I know it, you know, we all get such sucked up into this community of Disney and it's wonderful. And oh my God, it definitely is. I love it. But I definitely have the travel bug. I studied abroad in college. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've always just loved traveling, love experiencing cultures in different places that I've gone to. And I counted it up. I think I've been to 11 different countries. Wow. <laughs> Keep it going. I know. I want to. So hopefully soon. We've been talking about doing a cruise um, over in Europe at some point. I think once the kids get a little bit bigger. I would agree. Yeah, that would be really fun. Have you guys ever done a cruise? For our honeymoon, we did a cruise. We did Royal Caribbean absolutely loved it. I'd go back again in a heartbeat. We've been looking at some of the Disney cruises. Um, I think within the next two years, that is definitely on our list to do. Me too. I would love to do a Disney cruise someday on the wish, of course. Yes, you got to. You got to go in with the bang, right? <laughs> exactly. So let's give um, listeners kind of an, an idea of the process. And we're just going to assume that you're like myself and you've been to Disney quite a few times, but you just haven't yet either found a travel agent that works awesome with you, or you just, just don't want to try using a travel agent. So let's kind of start from where I started, which was that like stubborn control freak mentality that no one can do it better than I can. And you know what, whether or not that's the truth, it doesn't matter. It's about that, like, it's about the experience. And that's what Disney is about. And when I was planning all of the trips all of the time and not involving people like my husband, who knew really much of anything about planning and just having, like, trying to ask him questions was going nowhere. And it was almost stressing me out because I was irritated that he didn't know what I was talking about, but how would he know what I was talking about? And so when I stumbled across, um, you know, your page and we just started chatting, we really connected. And that really was like a mind shift because it went from me kind of like, fluffing off like the idea of it and being like oh it's great just not for me to me then being like you're my friend how can I support you tell me the things that you do I'm going to support you and little by little I gave you control of planning my trips <laughs> yes it, it is tough especially when you do want to plan everything for yourself but I tell people I'm also a sounding board yeah. um just recently one of my clients it will be her daughter's first trip, and they've gone before, but since everything's reopening again, she goes back and forth with me, like, right, is this restaurant open? Okay, it is, well, would you consider going there versus this mm -hmm. other one? So it's nice to have, I feel like, that sounding board of a person, even though you've gone so many times, trying to just figure out what you want to do, what's next, just to be able to talk to someone who understands it, because my husband's the same way. He just wants to go. And as he says, he swipes his card and rides the rides. <laughs> That's what he's there for. Good man. So it's, 
it's nice to have someone to talk to to be like, all right, well, what do you think? Do you, you know, have you been here recently? Is the food different? Has it changed? I think that's one of the better things to have with a travel agent, even if you go all the time. Absolutely. I can't say that enough. Um, and I think the, the pivotal moment for me was um, after like the, the second time, you know what? It was the first time when I, so we had already been talking and I believe I already had something booked with you, but I was down in Walt Disney world. I had already planned that trip myself. We stayed at a, uh, an Airbnb and all of a sudden I got the urge to stay on property. And I was like, you know what? I called you up and within 10 minutes you had that room booked. My husband, my daughter and I hopped in our car and we went to check in at that resort. That was art of animation. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. And then the next morning you kind of were not happy with what was going on. So I messaged you to check in to see what was going on, see what I could help out with. Yes. And really, like, honestly, like, in that moment when we were driving, I, I had more than enough time to book it myself. But first off, me being your friend, I wanted to support you. And I know that, you know, booking rooms through your travel agent will also put money into their pockets and support the small business that you have. And that was the most important thing for me. The second thing that didn't even occur to me, like, honestly was when I had talked about how I didn't get much sleep the night before and it was just very rowdy. It was just a very different experience than I had had at any of the other resorts. You reached out in a genuine way and not in like a business manner of like, oh my gosh, like let's, let's get all of the details. You were like, Hey, like what's up? It was just so, it was so genuine that it almost seemed informal like I don't not informal in a bad way but just like it just seems so so much more like a friend wanting to know what was going on more yeah. than I'm your business travel agent I need to figure out what what was going on and I really appreciated that and I'm going to be honest with you we I haven't really touched base with you on this but um so now that I have stayed there and I actually put that feedback out on my Instagram so many people reached out to me and they were like sh- shocked they're stunned they were like, I've never had an experience like that. So I was like, that's great. Like you might be a heavier sleeper than myself. Um, I just now know that if I ever stay there again, which shocking to tell you, I'm considering it. Um, I would stay on the top floor, but Mm -hmm. you can't guarantee that either. So I, I am a little nervous. I also heard that the family suites are a little bit more quiet, but also that wasn't in our budget at that time. So You know, there are just things, too, that I think with me, all right, I would love to say Art of Animation again because of how awesome the pool was, but I really did not enjoy the sleep that I got there because I didn't sleep. Like, I heard everything from the room next door, the people above, the people around me. I would totally try it again just because of the price point. It's, you know, one of the more affordable resorts as long as I got a top floor, but you can't guarantee that. But that's where you would come in, right? Yeah, I could definitely help out. I can call in and make suggestions. Of course, you know, unfortunately, we can't always guarantee every little thing, but we can make suggestions and let the cast members there know, hey, my my client would like this uh, because they've had a bad experience before, yeah. or I can always suggest things to you. There's some areas that are a little bit quieter, so if you can 
get the opportunity to request a certain over at Pop Century, a certain century, um, or art of animation. Um, the family suites definitely are, because I think of the size of them and where they are located, it is tends to be a little bit quieter. Um, mm-hmm. But having a travel agent that can help out with that and call in just to see what they can do, because sometimes we can work a little bit of extra magic, not all the time, um, but every once in a while we have that opportunity too. And genuinely, the biggest difference for me is now that I really am starting to care a lot more about the entire experience, not just the parks experience, because to be honest with you, I would have stayed in a $20 hotel. I would have stayed in my car had it meant just being able to go to the parks, right? Like I was so budget minded at one point that I was not realizing the value of a resort and property. And now that I have that, um, I'm starting to pay attention to the desirable areas. And one of the things that I've noticed when you book these um, hotels on your own, you don't have the ability to make specific requests, such as the top floor, such as a certain area. Um, You have basically two things that you can request. I believe one of them is accessible, like a a wheelchair accessible room. And I honestly can't remember the other, but that's, that's like a no go for me. Now that I am more in tune with the areas of the resorts that I'd like to stay, I just having that resource of you being able to input that immediately, um, is so helpful. And I honestly think, um, that that's a game changer when you have that put in with your resort when it's booked, because there is the ability to do that. Like when you check in, or, um, I think you can do it when you mobily check in as well. But again, I just, I don't know. You can make that request when you mobily check in, but if it's there in the system earlier, like right after you book, if you're like, Hey, this is kind of something I'm looking forward to. Or I'm traveling with people, I would like to have rooms that are relatively close to them. I have the ability to call in, make that request, and they can put it in. So when they're getting rooms ready, they will see these little notes and try their best to do that for you as well. And that is a game changer. That is a game changer for me because every friend that I've talked to that utilizes a travel agent, as well as the times that I've used um, your services the requests have been accommodated. Um, And that to me is huge. I think if I had to pick anything about the benefits of a travel agent, that right there is it to me because we do want to be close enough to transportation that it's not a far walk, but we want to be far enough away that it's not loud. And that stuff matters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And definitely is one of the things I suggest is, figuring out where you want to stay, what's most important to you. Um, Because, you know, if you don't care if you're a heavy sleeper or if you don't have kids that are going to be bothered by sounds of people coming and going, then rooms don't matter. But if you want to really experience that and you want to have a good night's sleep because you're walking around all day trying to make it to the different places that you want to go to, definitely it's something that you want to talk to your travel agent about. I agree. So, you know, booking the room, we kind of overviewed. What other things um, do you do for, for, let's just speak, speak to Walt Disney World in specific, since that's what the show really focuses on. So what are some other things that you are involved in when you're booking somebody's trip? 
Well, I will handle the booking of it as well as making sure your park reservations are made because that's one of the most important things right now is making sure the days that you want to go to the certain parks that you have the reservation to go there. Um, as well as making sure if there are events happening, like we have Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party coming up, as well as the Christmas parties. So when you go to Magic Kingdom, it's important to know the days that those are closing early for the event. So you don't, especially if you don't have a park hopper ticket, if you're just yes. doing the base tickets, which I tell people too, is perfectly fine. There's no need to feel like you have to go from park to park every day. So if you have base tickets, I always let people know like, hey, that Tuesday that you're going to be down there, Magic Kingdom will be closing early. So why don't we do a different park for you that day and do your Magic Kingdom the next day? That way they understand what's going on and they're not going to miss out on the hours that they would have had over at Magic Kingdom if it closed at 7 o'clock instead of closing at 11 mm -hmm. or 12. That's huge. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm able to do for people is now with the Genie Plus and how it has to be done at 7 o'clock in the morning, I have the ability, as long as they will allow me to, pick out their first ride for the day at each park. So okay. instead of you going on the app at 7 o'clock as you're trying to get yourself ready and the rest of the family, I can do that for you. That way you can concentrate on just getting ready and getting to the bus stop and knowing that your first ride selection has been made for the day. Wow. That would be yeah. a game changer for me. <laughs> it is very helpful. Um, I have a client going this week. He checks in actually today. And so he gave me the ability. He goes, go ahead, log in for me, make my first selections. And then after that, obviously, we will have the ability to do that. We'll be in the parks. We'll know what we want to do. But I have two kids to get ready as well as myself and my wife. We don't want to have to sit on the phone at 6.55, waiting for the clock to turn 7 to make that first ride selection, as well as, you know, they want to do some of the additional lightning lanes that you have to pay for. So I'm like, nope, I got that handled for you. You just let me know which rides are most important, and I will get which ones I can for you. So just to kind of recap what that means, that means that you would use your client's login information and login from your own device to book their requests. Yes. Yep. As long as I have their permission, there are some people who don't want that. And, you know, you just respect yeah. that. You say, okay, just let you know, you have to make sure you're on at 7am if, if they want to utilize that. Some people will just walk around the parks and kind of get into a line or they'll book something later on if they have the Genie Plus, because there are certain rides that don't book up so fast as well as I've noticed that if you wait a little bit later on in the day you might get some of the bigger rides because they mm -hmm. open up yeah no I can understand people maybe not uh, wanting to give access to somebody to log in but at the end of the day like it's your business you are a professional you are you know you've done this with other people so to me, it's just like, if you're already handing over card information to a, a travel agent, like that's the, that's the biggest thing. And you're worried about a password to an account. Hmm. I don't understand <laughs> that. I don't understand, but I'm just saying like, if you ever are, if you are one of those people that does not want to give your password over to your travel agent, well, you have a few options. You can change your password. 
once you do it, or you can change it beforehand. And then once you're done with your trip, you can change it back to the one that you will easily remember. Um, I that is definitely something I suggest to people. I was like, just change your password to something that will be easy for you to remember while you're in the park. You don't mind giving me. And then once you're done, you change it to something else that you feel secure about and that you want your password to be from there on out. Exactly. I mean, I really, I just am kind of confused as to why people wouldn't, honestly, because it's not like you're, it's not like you're going to go in there and like book all of this stuff under your name because you would have to be linked to their account to do that. Yeah. So what are some of the concerns or maybe the misunderstandings from people as to why they'd be worried? I'm, I'm confused. Can you explain this to me a little bit more? Um, I think it's just the, the few that I found it with that don't want to share, it's just they don't mind doing it themselves. They don't mind having the control of it. And I think it comes back to a control thing. Okay. So the one thing I have to stress with them, because it also comes back to once they get their tickets, I will normally log into their account, make sure their park reservations are set up, yeah. especially if they don't understand how all that works. Um, so that is the biggest thing. If they don't want me to have their passport, a password again, completely fine. There's no issue with that, but I always have to reiterate to them, make sure you're going in. This is how you have to make your park reservation. Mm -hmm. So that is the most important thing because I have heard knock on wood. It hasn't happened to me, but I've heard of people not understanding how that works. They get to the gate and they're like, they're not letting me in. Why aren't they letting me in? Well, you didn't make a park reservation. Yeah. Yep. I had a family do that actually in front of me at Hollywood studios. We were standing in line at guest services and the guy standing in front of me was like, they never said that. And I was like, well, sir, I'm going to let you know that if you approach them the way that you're behaving right now, they're definitely not going to let you in because they do say it. It's all over the website. They send you reminder emails. He's like, I don't read those. And I said, well, don't tell them that. (laughs) They're not going to give you grace if you are going to like take a little bit of ownership at just not realizing the process. And I'm actually glad that I encountered this family because long story short, it was like a so in their mid fifties, but they were just very rude. And I just like, I explained to them the situation and I explained to them that most of the time Disney is very forgiving, but the way that they were behaving, they would have been turned away. I guarantee it because this guy was just like, oh, they, I spent all this money and I did this and this, and I even reserved it for this specific day. And it's, you know, cause when you buy single park days, like you still have to pick your park, which is odd to me that it wouldn't just book your reservation in tandem, but it doesn't. And so he was kind of talking through his frustrations. And I said, well, I hear you. I get it's frustrating. I understand. Like, I hope that you were able to vent enough to me that when a cast member comes over, you can just say, I'm sorry, you thought you did it. And I'm going to guarantee they're going to work with you in some way that they can. And sure enough, they got let in because he recognized that he made a mistake and they did have the ability because they weren't at like full, full capacity. Yeah. And I just also want, like, I just want people to realize that like glitches happen. Um, I actually three times had made reservations. My husband just fell off. Like he just fell off my account recently. 
So I um, contacted Disney customer service. It took me three days for him to get re-added to my account. Like this was a process, but I had booked him a reservation with my daughter and I. Um, And so it was just really odd. Like things like that happen and having a travel agent watch those things and check those things is very important. Yeah. That's like one of my things I always go two weeks before, one week before I will always go in and check to make sure park reservations are still there. Everybody's still on the account because it's like one of my fears that they're going to get there and they're like, so-and-so got, and it actually happened. One of my guests, one of my clients recently was like, I'm trying to book, sign us all up for the Genie Plus, but it's not letting myself or my daughter be on there. So I went in and some way, shape or form, she canceled the reservations for the day for her and her daughter. So I had to go back in there and redo everything. So having that person that's able to do that for you is extremely important, especially in the morning. And I, I've been telling people this, especially, what was it, a few months ago, Disney was having the glitches with just park reservations dropping from people's accounts. Yeah. I tell them the night before, take a screenshot of your reservation. That way, when you go and if something happens, you can be like, this was at, as of last night at like 11 o'clock, I had a park reservation. Yeah. So it's, it's very important to always check and be upfront with people and just listen, if you want the help, I'm here to help you. Yeah. Um, but some people don't and they want to do it and that's perfectly fine too. Uh-huh. So when it comes to booking, uh, so you talked about Genie Plus, let's talk about dining and the um, magical extras. Yes. Um, so dining is, I haven't found it being too difficult to book dining recently as much as we all would love the dining plan to come back. Um, still booking reservations for people has been pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Um, I'm really hoping for more character experience dining, dinings to come back because I know that's one of the bigger things for people. They love to have that personal interaction, even if it's so brief, yeah. but it's nice that way you don't also have to stand in line at the parks to meet Minnie and Mickey, you can kind of be like, oh, well, I saw them at breakfast, so I'm going to go now wait for the princesses to come around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to do that. And the magical extras, I love when people are like, hey, I really want to go to the Halloween party. Can you get me in? And it's like, yes, here are the dates that are available. And just being able to book that for them so they, again, don't have to worry about that. They're like, these are my dates. I'm going to be there. When can I go to the Halloween party? Mm-hmm. And so it's great to, and I let people know too, if you're doing a Halloween party, don't think like you have to go to the parks that day because you can actually start getting in over at Magic Kingdom starting at four o'clock. So take mm-hmm. that morning, don't worry about having a park day, take that morning, spend it at your pool, at your resort. Again, going back to how, report, how resorts are so important because being able to relax by the pool for the day is amazing, especially mm-hmm. when you're on vacation. Yeah. So it's like, just relax by the pool, get yourself ready for the Halloween party. And then at four o'clock head over to the parks and then you're still able to enjoy the rides. You're able to get some snacks that are included with your ticket. And then you're able to enjoy a fireworks show as well. I so agree. And I would even go so far as to say that the last couple of times I've been to the Halloween party, both um, Mickey's not so scary and Boo Bash, I think is what they called it last year. Um, yeah. I 
100%, every time I've done it, I've been able to visit more attractions in that four o'clock to close time than I had that entire day leading up to the, the party. Yeah, it's amazing. And I don't think people understand that because it's a special ticket event. I mean, there's still going to be a lot of people around, but it's more spread out. There's people enjoying the trick-or-treating that's going on. There's different parades that are going on. There's meet and greets. There's dance parties for the kids, which are amazing. Mm -hmm. And the ride times are a lot shorter. Um, Back in 2019, when they used to do like those extra hours, my girlfriend and I went to the Hollywood studio one and we were able to ride every single ride that they had available. Cause of course they closed down some of them. You can't ride every ride there. Right. But between nine and midnight, I think we rode like 10 rides. It was yeah. great. And then we enjoyed some snacks. We enjoyed a special fireworks show. So it's, it's a nice little add on for sure. I think um, this kind of gave me an idea for a future episode, since it's coming up soon, the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I have a ton of tips that I need to share with people, so thank you for giving me that inspiration, (laughs) because I have done it so many times, and I... I was a little frustrated with myself about something that I did the last time, which I'll save for a future episode, but I was really frustrated with myself. It actually kind of like put a damper in my entire evening once I realized that this happened. So I know. And so looking back on it, I still like my stomach, like my stomach kind of hurts, like thinking I overlooked a really important thing to that night. And I'm like, wow, if this happened to me, then this totally has to be happening to other people. So I think I need to make an episode about how to plan and prepare and like where you should be during certain parts of the night during Mickey's not so scary because being a seasoned, I wouldn't call myself a veteran, but like a seasoned attendee. (laughs) Um, I learned a lot, especially after this last time because I was by myself for the first time. And so I think that really kind of shifted my thought process and I was trying to do a lot of different things and it just kind of actually kind of like ruined the, um, the experience in the sense that I just missed a lot of stuff because I was in the wrong part of the park at the wrong time. And again, that really does depend on what your goals are, right? Like this is going back to the beginning of our conversation, like pick those two, three things that are your goals. And, um, yeah, so I just kind of got caught up in the moment and I was by myself and had, I had a travel agent like yourself, um, say like, Hey, don't forget, you really want to see this. You should be in this part of the park at this time. Um, I think that that would have been really helpful. So I fully agree. Like utilizing your services to book those extra tickets are, are, are great in the sense of you also have that support and the, the research kind of done ahead of time for you, especially if it's your first time going. Yeah. Yeah. It's important just to be able to talk to someone who knows what's going on because I feel like so many people get so overwhelmed, you know, reading blogs and listening to people all over. My biggest thing is just figure out what you want to do and do that. You know, hopefully the blogs are great. The Every kind of information is great. But at the same time, if you utilize it too much and you look too much, then I think people start to get very, very overwhelmed. I mean, I'm totally contradicting myself because I wouldn't have this podcast if it were for this. But I'm going to be honest, the best advice that I can give to anybody listening is, 
stop listening to other people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like, you know, definitely listen to them, see what they have to say, because something might pique your interest. You, You know, you might hear someone say, Guardians of the Galaxy ride, there was this, this, and this. And if you hear something about, I mean, I haven't done it yet. I will be doing it in November when I'm down there. But I, you know, a lot of people say you can get motion sickness. So if you're someone who easily gets motion sickness, but you really want to try it out, you have to weigh that. You're like, all right, am I going to get motion sickness? Do I still want to try it? You know, listening to people will give you those little tips and tricks and kind of give you a little bit more insight to figure out if that's really for you or not. Exactly. And I think that the reason I I started this show was because a lot of the other shows, which are amazing, mind you, they just didn't offer what I was looking for, which was a more microscopic view on specific things when it comes to your trip. Not just the general news, not just the general feedback of the public, but like the, the reason I created this podcast was I want you to be able to scroll through the podcast, look at the title and say, that's something I need to know more about. And we're going to dive deep into that topic. And, um, I just feel like that was something that was really missing from the community of, of podcasters that I was listening to. Um, and I actually still like, I listened to probably about 10 other Disney podcasts, um, to get my news from, or just to hear how their day is going. I love that. Um, so for me, my, again, like my biggest thing is, is stop listening and taking notes. Like just stop. You'll, you, if you're at the point that you have your couple, three things, like let it be. We are yes. back to somewhat normal lifestyle at the parks. You don't need to plan everything by the hour like you did a year ago. You just don't. Um, some people would argue me, but that's, that take it as, as you want. But my, that's my biggest thing is, is. Pick your topic of something that means a lot to you. Focus on that and don't focus on the rest. Yes, 100% agree with that. It's it's hard to take in all the advice that people give you because they're seeing it in a different way than what you want to see it as. Mm-hmm. So what are some questions? Let's say um, you have a new client, potential client approach you. And basically ask why they should work with you or what things um, excite you to work with your clients. Like, what, what would your kind of, like, pitch be? So I just let people know that I'm here to help them 100% of the time, whether it be a question, advice, concern. And then I ask them, you know, what are you looking for on this trip? What do you want to get out of it? Who is coming with you? Because I would gear where I put them or where quotes I give them for hotels versus um, parks that they want to go to. Like if they're like, well, I, we want to stay in the parks or we want to stay on property, but we only want to have two days in the park. All right. Well, who's going with you? Mm-hmm. And if it's just two adults, okay, well, these are the rides that are really good. These are the parks that I think would be really good for you Two adults. I wouldn't, unless they're on a, really good budget, I wouldn't suggest them staying at any of the all-stars because I suggest that more for younger yeah. kids. Yep. And also with things coming back to normal, a lot of sport events happen down at Disney and a lot of those schools, high school, college, they always stay at the all-star resorts. Mm. So I've experienced that before. I went for my cousin's dancing competition. That was when we stayed at the all-star music and it was great. 
but there's a lot of college kids running around at that point in time. So it's a little bit of a different vibe. Um, (laughs) So that's what I tell people too. When they're looking to go, I'll be like, all right, well, hey, race weekend is that weekend. Just let you know, things might be a little bit busier than normal. um, Or if I know that there are competitions coming up, I'll tell them, you know, all-star sports is great to stay at, but there will probably be a lot of kids coming and going. You're going to see sports, mm-hmm. soccer kids, baseball kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I try to get as much information from them. And then, of course, the biggest question is, what is your budget? Because that's important to people. They have this budget, but they still want to plan something that is going to be magical and memorable. Mm-hmm. So I work that with them and I tell them, you know, if this is your budget, don't do a park hopper. Like I said before, you, you don't need to do a park yeah. hopper half the time, especially now with it still being you can't change parks until 2 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at that point, take a break during the day. You're at Magic Kingdom. You get there for 8 o'clock because you're staying on resort, which is one of the best things I tell people. You get in a half an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you get there at 8 o'clock. You do a few rides. Lunchtime, you go back to your resort take a little rest and relaxation and then head back for four o'clock. The lines have died down by then. It hopefully is a little bit cooler. And then, you know, everyone's rested so you can make it to the fireworks at the end of the night. And not everyone's cranky, not everyone's tired and you can enjoy your day a little bit better. I so agree. So when it comes to budget, this is one, this is, this is the question that kind of drives me bonkers because people will ask the typical, how much would it cost for my family of four to go to Disney World for a week? And mm-hmm. if I ever see a response of, oh, plan for $1,000 a person, that drives me up a wall because I'm telling you straight up that you can totally do Disney for under $500 a person for a week, but you're not going to do the parks every day. You're not going to do sit down every day. And that's just the thing that people like aren't taking into consideration when they're kind of pricing out their trips. And on the flip end, people who are like, Oh sweet. I can get three park days, you know, for a couple hundred dollars a person. And then my hotel I can get for, you know, a hundred and what's the lowest that, that all-stars is at right now, like 150, I think. Um, uh, yeah, somewhere right around there. Actually, I think I saw it for 129 the other day. What? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be my, like, $100 resort. Let's get back there, please. I know, right? Um, but people will, will do that, and then they'll forget about dining experiences. So, like, especially when it comes to keeping the budget realistic, you can't lead by asking that question. And that's where I love that you lead with how many people, ages, how long, priorities. And then you talk about budget. I mean, those are all very important things to know right away. But I also believe that a lot of people kind of wait to set their budget once they're told a realistic plan and outline. And honestly, to figure that out on your own, is, is I, I just don't think it's possible unless you've gone a ton of times. Yeah, that is, honestly, that's one of the hardest things to even approach with people because money is so different with so many people. Um, I always try to go on just like the medium side of things. Like, no, you don't have 
a whole bunch of money, but you do have the money to spend because you want to have a vacation. Yes. So I always give three options. I give a value resort, I give a moderate, and I give a deluxe. And I say, these are the options, but these are what the resorts also have to offer you. And Mm -hmm. then as well as needing to know when they want to go, like the dates, like they're going to do one week, you have to figure two of those days are travel days. Mm-hmm. And then I always tell people take one day because you're going to want to do Disney Springs. You're going to want to do your pool. Yeah. Um, so majority of the time, I always just do a quote for a four day pass. And then I tell them if you want to do the park offers, this is what the additional price will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've come to find that people really like that. They like the honesty of I'm not going to try to sell them seven day passes when they're there for seven days, but they're flying in one day and then they're flying out the other because you're not doing anything those two days that you're flying unless you get like a wicked early flight out. Right. And you're able to get to your resort or the airport for nine o'clock and then you get to your resort. To me, I still want to take it and relax. If I happen to have a day that I can go to the parks when I fly in, that's great, but I never plan it that way. Right. And then I always tell people too, like with the food, just maybe think of one or two dinings and don't overbook yourself with dining because people then they're in line for a ride and like, oh, I got to get across the park to this reservation that I now have. So that is a tough thing to tell people is just don't worry about it. A lot of times reservations will come available the day of, to be quite honest with you. I've seen that multiple times. People just cancel because they can't get to their reservation. So then you can take advantage of that. And then the other thing with food is, uh, I forget what it's called down in Florida, but Peapods here in Connecticut, food deliveries, Amazon food deliveries. uh, They will deliver them to your resort. And that's a great thing to have for your breakfast and your snacks in the park. We love that. We love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so when a client is interested in just like inquiring with you, how would they contact you? Uh, either sending me an email or if they're on Instagram or Facebook, sending me a message through there. But I always feel like email is the quickest way because I know sometimes Instagram and Facebook messages get, especially if you're not friends or you know somebody, they kind of get caught up. Yeah. Um, Email is always the best to get in touch with me by. I would agree. I think that um, it's also just like good that you have like a chain of conversation and I need to get better at that myself. But um, <laughs> I mean, obviously once I start talking to people too, I give them my, my cell phone number and it's like sometimes it, that can be the absolute quickest and easiest way to get in touch with me. Mm-hmm. Some people like it, some people don't. So I, I, don't shy away from giving away my cell phone number. I'm like, here it is. Shoot yeah. me a message if you need anything. Absolutely. And also just recognize that if you message at 2 a.m., you're probably going to have to wait still, even though <laughs> right? Exactly. My phone goes, during the weekdays, my phone goes on to sleep mode at like 9.30 because um, I try. It doesn't always work, but I try to like separate mm-hmm. the work life. Good for you. <laughs> so it's hard. It's- is there anything else that you would like to share with listeners about, you know, booking a trip with a travel agent? Don't be afraid to reach out to us. We're here to help you. Nine times out of 10, you can talk to us and we can give you ideas about 
what is a good spot for you, especially at Disney. Most of us, all the agents that I work with, we are there all the time. We are up to date with stuff. Our owner lives like 10 minutes from Disney. So (laughs) worst comes to worst, I message her and I'm like, hey, I need some help. Um, And we're here just to help you out. And our services are free of charge. We don't cost you anything extra. And I think that is the biggest misconception that people have with travel agents is that, well, I can book this on my own and it's not going to cost me anything. You can book it on your own, of course, but our services are free of charge and we are here to help you if something comes up. And again, you don't have to wait on hold for two hours with Disney or an airline. You know, we can, we can figure that out for you. We can help you along the way. And one of my things that my husband always says is you can know exactly what you want. Just let, let her know and she will book it for you. And then you go from there. Cause some people do that. They're like, I want, you know, Coronado Springs for this date, And I want this many parks. I'm like, yep. okay, perfect. Here's your price. And then if anything happens, they can call me. And that has happened before. Someone's like, my plane is delayed. I'm not going to be there to the next day. Can you change it for me? Um, we're going to stay the extra day so they don't really lose out yeah. on the rooms. And I get right on the computer or right on the phone and I take care of that for them. And as far as like just the price thing for myself in particular, I was always like, I really want to give travel agents my business because I know it doesn't cost me anything, but I'm not ready to give up that control. But here's the deal with giving up that control. I gained a lot of time and energy back. I also learned a lot of new things. Uh, And honestly, I think you even saved me money a few times here and there. And I wish I had logged the specific moments, but there have been a few times where when, as um, I log into, you know, my Disney experience or, you know, the Disney website and try to book, it will kind of glitch and it will only apply certain discounts. And sometimes you have to like log out to view rooms that are not applicable to the discount. And it's really finicky. And I would only be able to see rooms that were applicable to the discount. And it showed me, or it appeared to be that a certain resort was unavailable. Well, it was unavailable because it didn't qualify for that discount. And there have been many times where I have reached out to you and I've said, hey, it's showing up on my end for X, Y, Z, but this isn't showing up. And you, it's not like you're able to see like it differently, but I don't know, does your system work different than mine? (laughs) No, I just, and that is, you make a good point. Um, I can just go in and see the different prices because I think I don't look for a specific one. I look to see what is all available. And Mm -hmm. that is another big thing with working with a travel agent. You can book your trip for, say you book your trip for next January. In December or November, a deal might come out for Mm -hmm. January through March of 2023. If you don't see an email from Disney, if you're not in the Disney bubble, you might not know that discount has come out. So working with me, I see that. I know you have a trip planned for January 9th through the 13th. I'm going to go in 
and apply that discount for you. And then I'm going to message you and say, hey, just to let you know, your room is now at this price. So you are saving 200 bucks for your whole trip. And that can make a huge difference because then you can be like, oh, that would be like a nice dinner or just an extra 200 bucks in my pocket. Exactly. We even kind of experienced that with my upcoming stay at the Dolphin because that one was just a little wonky on its own. Yes. But you recognize, okay, yes, there is a discount right now, but it doesn't apply to the room type you want. And I know that you really wanted that balcony. And so it just, because honestly, I see dollar signs and I see saving dollar signs. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. But then when you looked into it, you were like, hey, but it doesn't apply to that balcony room. And I'm like, oh, then it's totally not worth it. You know? Yeah. Just having that person to, again to have those discussions with is super huge. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is some of the issues that you come across is people really want something. They're like, well, why can't I get the savings? And we're like, well, you're staying in a two-bedroom villa. You can't get a savings for a two-bedroom villa. Or, you know, there's certain certain rooms that they just don't allow it for. But if you can be flexible, you can get them. But at yeah. the same time, having that balcony over at Dolphin is going to be amazing. <laughs> Discount or not, that is going to be amazing for sure. I, wait, and I'm not going to lie. I kind of have been thinking lately I might... I don't know. I, if there's a possibility and maybe you can look into this for me, I might want to park you. <laughs> <laughs> I will look into it. I'll see what you have. Yes. See, this is the benefit of having a travel agent guys. <laughs> um, I know. Cause it's for race weekend, right? That's when you're doing that one. Um, no, this one's for my birthday. Oh, that's right. That's for your birthday weekend. Never mind. I, yep. I know. I'm getting. I'm getting your weekends confused I know, now because there's so many. Isn't that crazy? Well, <laughs> but well, I I just I adore you so much, and I'm so glad you took the time to chat with me today. Um, before we close out our conversation, I always ask my guests this one question: How would you do Disney differently? Well, thank you for having me. I love talking with you. And as always, you are amazing too. So to do Disney differently, it would just be relax. Don't Mm -hmm. think about what has to be done. Don't think about making the magical memories because if you force it, it's not going to happen. You are only going to be as happy as your littlest and tiredest person that is with you. So try to relax. Try to take it in for what it is and don't force it. Just enjoy the time that you have with your family because that is what vacation is all about. And that is how you're going to make the memories. I so agree. And that is such, like, I even relaxed and like, I felt peace when you said that. (laughs) I, that is such a good reminder. And once we started really listening to our daughter's requests, Um, she always wanted to go to the pool in the middle of the day. And I'm like, no, we need to go nap. We need to go to get air conditioning. Well, one day after a few trips of her begging and pleading, I don't need a nap. I just want to go to the pool. We said, you know what? Fine. We'll try it. One day you get one chance if you blow it. And if you're rude at the end of the night, then you're going to be napping again. Uh Because we relaxed in her requested way. We actually had more fun and it wasn't forced. I mean, these are all of the things that you just said, which is just, it makes me so happy that you shared that because 
I was that mom that was like, I'm spending all this money. We're going to get the most out of it. But you always forget you're still spending money on the resort and the pools too. You're still spending exactly. And also if she was requesting it, why wouldn't I just grant her that opportunity? This is just as much her vacation as it is mine. And I love that you pointed that out. Thank you. I'm, I'm hoping that just gave people permission to do the same. Yeah, just relax. And that's why I always tell people, take a day for the pool. Take the day for the Disney Springs just to walk around. Because Disney Springs in itself is a great, quote-unquote, park yeah. to go to. They have entertainment there, especially at night. And it's great. The atmosphere yeah. and the vibe that they give off. That, was, that would probably be my second favorite spot to go to <laughs> when mm-hmm. I'm at Disney. Um, but, yeah, just relax. And my other biggest tip for people who have kids don't be afraid to get the stroller. You may be saying, my kid is 10 years old, but your kid is 10 years old. At some point, they're going to get tired. Do you want to carry them, or do you want to push them in a stroller? Yep. We had a <laughs> stroller up until last year when she was eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had one last year when we went. There was four kids in our group. It was my two and my niece and nephew. My nephew was 10, and... Granted, he's really great. He very rarely complains. But there was one time we looked at him and we were like, dude, yep. sit in the stroller for a minute. And we told my daughter, who was the youngest at the time, we're like, you go run with your brother right now. And they were perfectly fine. Even at some points, I think there was two kids in the stroller. <laughs> and it was a one-person stroller. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is it's guaranteed shade. Like, exactly. how the walking necessarily at that age, I don't think. It's about getting just some shade and also just having a spot to set your things every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. If we weren't using the stroller for the kids, we were using it for backpacks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of your tips. And one last time for the listeners, can you please share where they can find you on social media? Of course. You can find me on Instagram at Travel with Shay. Facebook, WDW Getaways with Shay, and TikTok is Shaylin Redfield. Love it. You are the best. And thank you so much for jumping on today's podcast and showing people how to do Disney differently. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. This is Magic and Monorail's podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Melissa. And I'm Mamiya. Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to do the parks differently. Thanks, Shay, for joining me this week. I appreciate you so much, and I am so thankful for our friendship and all that you do to help me make my trips magical and memorable and how to do Disney differently. You have inspired me for next week's episode, which will be all about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and some of the things that I've learned after attending the past few years, sometimes multiple times. And just chatting about the details of the day and what to expect and how to prepare for it. So thanks for the inspiration on that one. I can't wait to have you back on the podcast. We have some really exciting things to share with our listeners. We are going to be launching some really fun digital downloads soon, which will help make your trip super fun, even more memorable, and kind of help give you a little bit of permission to relax and enjoy the resorts that you're staying at. As always, I appreciate you all so much and thanks for letting me teach you how to do Disney differently.